everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley, and this is part <laughs> two of our insanity. <laughs> I'm Justine, and this is some weird deja vu. <laughs> doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. It's like a flashback. <laughs> oh my god, more on that later. Oh, wait. We already recorded we that, that already. one. <laughs> ah, I'm so lost at where we are. Okay, hey listeners. Welcome to this episode. It's going to be on 2004 as a terminal. Ashley and I already recorded this last weekend, but technical things happen as I do. Technical boo-boos. That episode is lost. It's the lost archives of the cutaways. You'll never, ever hear it. So here we are doing it again. As we do. Yeah, which I we've never done this before. No. I'm afraid I'm going to be bad at it because, I don't know, we're not like actors and we hate being fake yeah that's why we're just addressing this now (laughs) yeah we're gonna say a lot of the same stuff that we've said most likely maybe some same jokes i don't know what happened it was a week ago it was a long time ago i feel like we've put enough distance between us and it that it's yeah it's gonna still be genuine we may say a lot of the same things we may say things that we didn't say right we're better we're better this time (laughs) okay we're older we're wiser we're smarter you know it's like boom we we're yeah and we fixed our shit hopefully fingers crossed well (laughs) i fixed my no i have a backup this time (laughs) i am recording within a browser within a audio recorder yeah i almost started recording on my cell phone as well (laughs) that you will we will get you the podcast yeah it's Thanksgiving. I'm expecting a Thanksgiving Day miracle. Where we're kind to one another. <laughs> we're always kind. I mean, yes. Be, be as nice as Tom Hanks this Thanksgiving. I don't know what time it is. Have I mentioned that the world sucks and hates me? Yeah. I don't know when this episode's coming out. I feel like I needed to get out as soon as possible. But, you know, we're behind on everything now. Sorry. It's not your fault. Like, technology, as you know... <laughs> fucks up for weird reasons it just you know? didn't want to work that day <laughs> i don't want to work most days <laughs> we all need a thanksgiving nap yes after this this is true also listeners we have something very special that we've never done before we're doing a book giveaway so we're gonna give you those details in our mid-episode break. We are making you listen to this podcast at least halfway through. If you God want the damn deets. it. But we are giving away a book by Carrie Winfrey called Waiting for Tom Hanks. Oof. As love is it. appropriate. Now, should we get into this movie? Again? Yeah, what are we watching? Or what did we what previously we watch a while ago? <laughs> we did watch 2004's The Terminal. I hope you can remember it. <laughs> I totally can. Oh, wait, you love this movie. I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> I have to be like, oh, I'm surprised. I don't know what Ashley's reactions are. <laughs> What's that, Ashley? You own this movie? You love it? You watched it how many times? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, What's that, Ashley? Timmy's trapped in the well. <laughs> Go get her. Go get her. <laughs> oh, no, Ashley died. The week finally killed me. <laughs> Ashley's had a really rough week at work. Maybe you'll hear about it on our Patreon episode. Probably we'll hear about it on our Patreon <laughs> episode. It's slowly turning to Ashley bitches about work. <laughs> the podcast. Accurate. If you want to know what it's like to work in scripted television, 
become a patron today. Patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. But I don't give details to any no. of the producers that are listening to, to No this. names. You've probably, if you are a producer that I work with and are, you know, you've probably heard me bitch about everything that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What movie did we watch, Justine? Oh, my God. Cueing me for, like, the third time. <laughs> we watched 2004's A Terminal. <laughs> Starring Tom Hanks. This movie, as uh, listed on IMDb, is about an Eastern European tourist who unexpectedly finds himself stranded in JFK Airport and must take up temporary residence there. It's missing the nuance. It's missing the, the, zest. the character. Yeah, the zest. It needs a little zesting. Yeah, I was zesting this morning. I got a new microplane. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to be very careful with it. I don't want it to fuck up my shit, you know. You're going to take uh, off your fingertips. Yeah. I can't even think about it. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm so and scared I'm when I use like, it. And I'm over here like, you're going to take off your fingertips. <laughs> Make me cry as I'm like, the lemons are a bit salty because I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> dude, that sucks. You're like zesting lemons as well as zesting your fingertips and then oh, zesting God, it with lemon. It. Oh, no. We're not a horror podcast. <laughs> I hope you guys are preparing your Thanksgiving dishes right now. <laughs> Listen to our torture porn. This movie stars Tom Hanks, who we previously watched in Splash, The Money Pit, Big, Joe vs. the Volcano, Sleepless in Seattle, and You've Got Mail. This movie also stars Catherine Zeta-Jones, who we've seen in High Fidelity and America's Sweethearts. And lastly, this movie stars the incomparable Stanley Tucci, the Tooch. <laughs> Stanley the Tooch Tucci. Stanley the Tooch Tucci. <laughs> Who we've seen in It Could Happen to You, A Life Less Ordinary, and America's Sweethearts. This movie is directed by Steven Spielberg. You may have heard of him. Have you? I don't know. Welcome welcome to the pod, this newcomer. Newcomer who's never done a rom-com. Welcome. How, Sit down. How are you? How, how you doing? Tommy Hanks. Tommy Jefferson Hanks. Tommy Jefferson Hanks. <laughs> oh, he zests his films with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I just can't picture. <laughs> this is worse than our like drunk episodes. The episodes where we have to repeat ourselves now officially worse than our drunk yeah, episodes. Yeah, because we're like we're trying too hard. I feel like I'm sorry, but you know we've done Apologies. this before. You'd think that we would like get better after doing something. No, no, we, we never get better. We are improv queens. We we thrive on on the unknown. <laughs> Yeah, and our favorite kind of improv is awkward. Yeah, it's true. Whatever. The editor of this movie was Michael Kahn. <laughs> the first assistant editors were Patrick Kane, Michael Trent. The assistant editors were Sam Sieg, Jim Schult, Mike Cuervas, and the apprentice editors were Julie Kahn-Zunder and Sylvia Tonin, Ton, Tonis, Tonison. I still can't say the name. I think it's Tonison. 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 Or it's Tonison. Tonison. There's something. There's, there's something. something there. This movie is two hours and eight minutes, rated PG-13 for brief language and drug languages. What are drug languages? I still, still don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, still I guess it's know. the cocaine, but that what wasn't cocaine? a language. There was cocaine in the walnuts. Oh, right. There was cocaine in the movie. You're right. But that they didn't like talk. Like They were like, this is the language of cocaine. They didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the love my love language is cocaine no <laughs> no no one's love no. language is cocaine and if it is that's unhealthy 
Yeah, I'm like, people addicted to cocaine. But that's not a love language, that's addiction. Are you going to talk about how people get those two things confused? Yes, because that is that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Because you can get addicted to people. Yes. And people's energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's unhealthy. Like, if, if they're bringing you down in in terms of they are the only ones that can bring you up, which is also kind of like gaslighting, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's bad and unhealthy and... I recommend a good therapist, a good cry, and chocolate. Ooh. I'm going to have one of each later after this podcast. (laughs) And just come in for a nice big hug, and and we'll we'll get you out of there. I love hugs. Hugs are good. Hugs are the best. You can also get addicted to hugs. Oh, come on. (laughs) I just need my sweet, sweet hug action. Okay, so there's like healthy levels of dopamine, and then there are like unhealthy levels of dopamine. And I feel like I'm talking like Jonathan Van Ness right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> honey <laughs> do the thing where he's like and you get that sweet sweet dopamine and you get that <laughs> sweet sweet dopamine it's like all up in here and you're just like i want to love it mm. <laughs> yes honey honey did you watch the the Jap- japan queer eye yes i made a tart but did you watch the second episode yes and i cried yes yes <laughs> like i told you you would <laughs> i knew it as soon as the person came on i was like oh Oh, this one. It made me cry. I'm like, this one's definitely making Ashley cry. It's just like, oh, honey, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta show your true self. Just let Karamo, like, push you over that self-edge. Oh, my God. Karamo, awful hat game this season. I didn't mind it too much. Karamo's making some bold choices. I'm for that, but oof, He's they were He's got ugly. that Dancing with the Stars money. <laughs> oh, shit. That Disney money. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Anyway, the terminal. It has a 7.3 out of 10 IMDb rating and a 41 Metascore. Metascore seems low. It does. Normally, it's like on par with the IMDb rating. Yeah. Well, as we discussed last time that you don't know about because you're never going to hear it, this movie has a lot of plot and we're going to not, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in like broad strokes, broad strokes. So much plot. We recommend watching the movie straight off the bat. Like, go for it. It's fun. It's fun. It's a good Thanksgiving movie. It's a perfect holiday movie. Like, you could do it at Thanksgiving or Christmas. It doesn't matter. It's like a family movie. It's heartwarming. It's Mm -hmm. got good messages and themes, especially for right now, because it's kind of about customs and ICE and Homeland Security and And, middle management. Yeah, seeing people. Seeing people for being people. Yeah. That's the true message, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like the, the ingenuity of human spirit. Yes. So we're at JFK. The whole movie takes place in JFK, which was cool. Very cool. It looks exactly the same. I was there once. <laughs> and then you did like this spin. Ah, like the hills are alive, but you're in JFK. I'm 90% sure we had to. R- oh, no, I've been there twice because we did land back in there after Scotland. We had to run. Scotland. To get to That's our like plane. Tradition running through JFK. It was not fun because we had been on, let's see, we went from St. Louis to Atlanta, Atlanta to New York, New York to Scotland. And I was tired. Mm, That is exhausting. So tired that we went to Scotland and immediately went to bed. Like I just told Sam, he's like, you want to go look at like the museums and stuff? I'm like, nope, we're going to the hotel and bedtime. Bedtime. And he's like, Mm. it's like, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning in Scotland. And I'm like, nope, bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sam will always be awake all the time he is a morning person of mornings if it's morning mm. he is awake okay so in our movie we've got the tooch 
he is like the king of homeland security of jfk of jfk but he thinks he's like all of homeland security yeah he is secure in that fact (laughs) he he is the institution that brings you homeland and security (laughs) (laughs) he's like welcome to my home and land let me secure you let me secure you (laughs) exactly tom hanks is a character who is coming from this country krakosia and um he's coming in and right as soon as he hits customs he gets a hit they pull him out of line and they interrogate him his name is victor navorsky he cannot speak english and they take away his return ticket and passport Tucci's character, Frank Dixon, as telling him, not to Tom Hanks' understanding at all, telling him that his country has had a military coup while he was in the air and has suspended all passports. His passport and his visa are no longer valid because his country isn't a country right now. So he can't enter the U.S. and he can't go home. (laughs) And in true American fashion, he tells him all that without an interpreter present. That's right. And then sends him on his merry way in the International Transit Lounge being like, don't worry, it'll all get sorted out tomorrow. Here's some food vouchers and a pager. Go ahead and shop. Tom Hanks for all this is like, I can go to New York, right? This is the only words he knows is like New York, Lexington. (laughs) Yellow cab, Ramada Inn. Victor, he's all like, yeah, 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 something's going on. But until he sees... On the TVs, in the airport, his country, under siege, in war, that he starts really freaking out and panicking. And he can't understand what the English news reporters are saying about it. And no one is there who can help him. And he gets so, so, so upset really kind of heartbreaking he goes to a phone he can't even operate the phone no one will help me it's very dramatic there's huge crane shots of him in the airport the editing Mm -hmm. we talk about the cuts like the quick cuts and the anxiety inducing because it was go from these huge wide shots to show the expanse of the location and then these really nice like i want to say they were close-up shots but they were closer medium shots of tom hanks like crying Mm -hmm. it created this sense of emotion that it was beyond what the actor was doing. It was using using all of the, the visual tells that you can in editing to mm-hmm. really kind of like knock it home. Because at this point in time, we as an audience don't know who this character is. We we don't we can't understand him as Americans because the, this movie is for Americans. Like let's let's be honest. This movie is yeah, yeah, yeah. saying America like calm down. Right, yeah. And like there are points where I feel like you could easily just make a joke of him, you could laugh mm-hmm. at him. There's been so many movies and TV shows like, oh, the silly foreign guy. I mean, look at Fez and like that 70s show. Yeah. I mean, even Sasha Baron Cohen has made that part of his career as a way to try and get people to acknowledge like even though there's these absurd situations but to acknowledge that there is this whole other side of the world that you as a person may not see and that's okay and you can still have fun but not punch down to these people like Mm -hmm. as as funny and as obnoxious as Borat is that was about the joy of someone coming in from another part of the world 
and like fully embracing joy and mm-hmm. people, you know, latching on to that joy. Yes, there were people who made fun of him, but the the great parts about those that movie itself is seeing him like actually have genuine reactions or responses from people and caring responses, like people who wanted to help him and and not mm-hmm. just make fun of him. Definitely. All about as we talked about finding the humanity. <laughs> Okay, so um, at this point, he's also lost his meal vouchers, and then it's nighttime. He's got to find a place to camp. He builds a little bed. We start seeing how good he is with tools. Mm -hmm. And also some classic Tom Hanks physical comedy in that as well. Trying to sleep in a row of chairs. Speaking of English words that he does know, I feel like maybe this was an improv by Tom Hanks. He knows don't shoot when he puts his hands up. That airplane comes behind him and it's that bright, bright light while he's sleeping. Well, I mean, what do you think America's greatest exports are? <laughs> Guns. So, and and he's from a tiny country that sounds like it's part of the, the block that found its independence against Russia. So America yeah. probably has helped that country try and stay away from Russia and probably given military aid and, and all the craziness that's, you know, currently getting Trump in trouble with Ukraine. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Uh, but that's like kind of what I how I take about take from it is that the top three things that most people outside of America know about America is we are rich we have freedom and we have a lot of guns mm-hmm. and a lot of gun violence. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you think about cultural exports, those are our our top three and those carry a lot of weight. So you're definitely going to want to have a little bit of an understanding of what it means to live in essentially a country that says that it's free, but also has these kind of similarities to a police state. Mm-hmm. That cause a lot of problems, especially for immigrants. I mean, that's something that's that don't necessarily want to talk to talk about in this movie because it's something that this movie is trying to tell us that we as humans and as Americans need to be better about that we shouldn't just automatically shoot things that we don't like. Yeah, I think that it's a little heavy, especially right now, and it's a different. It's different now that we've had a weak distance from it because we've also had another school shooting that was in Santa Clarita and was quite close to where I work and where you live. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's hard. Well, why don't we uh, radically change gears and talk about Zoe Saldana? Yes, let's do it. She's beautiful. I love her. She's a fucking gem. In everything. Everything, anything, all the time, more. And quickly <laughs> becoming like fandom queen. Always, yes. If you don't know that Zoe Saldana is in like in every major franchise, she's been in Star Wars. Her. She's been in Star Trek. She's been in Marvel. Marvel. She's was in Avatar. Mm-hmm. We covered her in uh, Crossroads. Yes. Did we do Center Stage? No. You keep asking if we did Center Stage. Because <laughs> we've watched Center Stage so many times together that yeah. it's like, did we watch Center Stage for the podcast? Did we do this for the podcast? Yeah. I feel like at this point, we'll be like, how do we cover Center Stage for the podcast? Unless we're bringing in somebody who's completely new. And I'm like, I don't know if they deserve that gem <laughs> of us just quoting lines at them. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like when we watched Mean Girls and I just quoted lines at you. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, Zoe Saldana's job as Officer Torres is to deny... Entry to the United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) He's going every day and she's just like, listen, you don't have a visa yet. All I can do is red stamp. And he's like, I've got a 50-50 shot, girl. I'm coming here every day. I Tom Hanks, you fall in love with I'm me. I'm so adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you accept me into United States of America. Similarly, another young lady stumbles into his life, but literally, Catherine Zeta-Jones playing a flight attendant. Flight attendant. I was like, what is the word for sky person? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I prefer that. It sounds so much better and not sexual like flight attendant does. I don't know why I have such a sexual connotation from flight attendant. Maybe it's just me being from the Midwest. But anybody can be a flight attendant, especially since they changed the language from steward and stewardess. I don't, I still, like, it's like you have to, you're forced to wear an outfit and heels and God knows what you have to do and people grab your not on butt. southwest not on southwest no right they've got a whole range of outfits including pants and flat shoes but that's why i fly southwest all the time but <laughs> <laughs> southwest sponsor us ha <laughs> someone's gonna get home for christmas <laughs> <laughs> i already paid you money but don't yell at me about having a service dog please <laughs> give us some frequent flyer miles yeah so I can go home to St. Louis because that's the only airline that goes there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You cannot get in bad with Southwest. No, no. Please don't ever. I love you, Southwest. <laughs> okay. She... We don't learn anything about her yet except that she's a clumsy pretty woman in a rom-com. And she slides on a wet floor and mm-hmm. runs into a man's arms. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a minute, like... Tom Hanks is like, oh, pretty girl's looking at me. Oh, no, pretty girl's looking at attractive man. Was he attractive, though? The usual, I'm like, was he attractive or was he tall? <laughs> that internet meme. <laughs> I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is a tall person, so I guess, yeah. She's more my type than he is. He's not my type at all. Yeah, he didn't have long hair, so, you know, and he wasn't a hockey player, so there are <laughs> all of my types just going out the window. He wasn't either of our types. He was just stand-in white guy stand in tall white man with don't need to know anything he had like a weird tan too did you notice that maybe it was my tv but he was like weirdly (laughs) tanned i don't remember what he looked like was he blonde no he had brown hair okay i feel like i remembered him as a blonde anyway oh we gotta talk about two other characters diego luna who plays enrique cruz (gasps) diego He was so fucking cute in this movie. Give me a call. Hottie, hottie, hotterson. Mm. Also a member of the Star Wars universe. Yes. It's totally... Oh, we're not going to be able to get... We lost our recording about our our, our fucking fan fiction we wrote. Oh, sad. (laughs) With Gamora... Oh, yeah, I wanted Diego Luna to take over for Star-Lord. I just wanted him to come and kill kill Star-Lord and get him out of the way and come and take over the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and smooch on Gamora. Yeah. Who's, you know, Zoe Saldana. Who's the I real leader the- of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, let's right, just yes. be real. I was very excited that they were a couple in this movie because they're fucking beautiful. She's great. He's great. I love them. Mm, smoosh make babies. <laughs> and I love when they make, uh, you know, beautiful people nerds. Yes. They're so good. But they're like, they're like humble. 
beautiful yeah. people nerds. Yeah. They're like real nerds nerdy, like us. beautiful people. Like you know how what's his yeah. face from uh, Magic Mike who plays D&D with the big D&D celebrity thing. He's a big nerd and he's beautiful. Yeah. And naked on HBO. There we go. We got we got we hit the same sort of <laughs> sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, we did the last time. We're like, oh yeah, we just talking about them. We're just like, mm, yes. Let's talk about burgers. <laughs> Product placement. Burger King. Victor, he has learned that you can get quarters from returning those carts that you know you put your bags on and shuffle them around the airport. You like rent them with a quarter, and then when you return them, you get a quarter back. So if people don't bring them back they just leave them out in the open no quarter so quarters are for victor and he's learned that and he pays 74 cents for a burger at burger king inflation is real folks yeah (laughs) and boy does he love it he loves burger king Mm -hmm. i mean previously he was eating condiment cracker sandwiches which looked gross yeah time does pass in this movie i think it passes really well Yes, it does. It, I mean, it's like being trapped in an airport. You don't necessarily know that time is moving, but time is moving. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. don't know how long he's actually been there, which I think is a very valid feeling. And the only little hints that you get are when he goes and sees Zoe Saldana and she stamps yeah. the rejection and you get a slight close up. It's really quick. So you have to like really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Or no immigration stamps. He's taken this time to teach himself some English. Now, he's got a guidebook from back home, and he's got a guidebook from here in the States, and they're the same book, so he can check word for word the translation. Mm-hmm. And learn about Friends. Friends, the TV show. This is Friends. It ran in New York City for a lot of seasons. Now, back to Frank. He's as we said, a bit of a overlord. And he's a bit confused as to why Victor hasn't simply tried to escape. Like, why is this guy just waiting? Why is he doing this thing with the carts and collecting money? How long is he going to stay here? This is bad. Because Frank, he's going to get a promotion soon. In order to get the promotion, everything in the airport, Homeland Security-wise, has to be tip-top shape. Which, the logic behind the airport not be having tip-top shape because this man is following the rules and the law, which um, white men of America who want to scream about how members of different groups of people want to come to this country illegally, yet we have Homeland Security, middle management, asshole, like Mm -hmm. the tooch in this movie, (laughs) who want them to break the rules so that, Mm -hmm. one... It'll become somebody else's problem. And two, the illusion of control. Mm -hmm. Because as I have learned this week, you may think you have control over something and may have a complete understanding of a problem. It'll still throw you for a loop. And you don't have control. Mm -hmm. The universe is like, nah, (laughs) you're funny. You're you're funny. I'm going to do some little things here, you know, just fuck with your shit. and Ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. <laughs> Control is an illusion, my friend. That's right. That's what Tucci's going to learn in this. Yes. And compassion is yes. often greater than the stone cold rules. So what Tucci does is hire a guy to have it be his job 
to collect the cards so that Victor can no longer do that. Thus, Victor cannot have a income. <laughs> Essentially. Therefore, he cannot eat. Therefore, he will die. He's no. cutting <laughs> off the resources. <laughs> Enrique, Diego Luna, he wants to make a deal with Victor. He knows that Victor goes and sees Zoe Saldana every day. And he's got a crush on her. He wants to date her. He will trade info for food. He's like, oh, you want food? I handle the food here. He wants to create a partnership with her. He wants to treat her right. He wants to give her beautiful babies. Yeah, we learn all about Officer Torres, including that she is a Trekkie. She likes to go to conventions. And Diego Luna is happy about that. Man jumps around Tom Hanks while he is eating a little salmon dish Mm -hmm. and learning the English. Mm -hmm. Needs some mustard. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is fighting on the phone with her boyfriend. Whom we learned via conversation is married. She a homewrecker. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm sure the guy was like, oh yeah, I'm totally leaving her. But it's the woman's fault. It's always the woman's fault. That's sarcasm, by the way. (laughs) I realized that that probably didn't come off like completely sarcastic like I wanted it to. I, I know it and I know your voice. Well, yeah, you listen to it all the time. Yes, while I'm sleeping. Too much, too much, too much. Take it back, take it back. Catherine Zeta-Jones just can't dump this jerk butt because the sex is so amazing. Not a thing. Her name is Amelia, BT Dubs, and she's a big flirt, which I like. And she likes history books. Yeah, she's hitting off with Victor. She's like, oh, we should go get some dinner. And he's like, no. And then she's like, oh, never mind. I shouldn't have asked you. I barely know you. I feel like I know you. I don't know you. I'm going to go. He does want to go. He just can't. He can't leave the airport and he's broke. So he's like, well, why don't I start applying for jobs in the airport? How much does he need to save? $40 is the ideal amount for an Italian dinner. In New York City. I went for dinner last night. Cost like $56. Inflation is real. (laughs) cost of living increases wages do not that's the american way Woo! tm so as we know he cannot get jobs because he does not have an address he doesn't have a social security number he doesn't have any sort of identification you just can't give somebody a job it's also the american way to pay people under the table oh which he does get that sort of job because he's See some unpatched drywall and he's just like, hey, let's patch this sucker up. And he does a bang up job putting up a wall. The construction crew is like, what team are you on? Doesn't matter. You're on our team. We're going to pay you. He's hired. You do good work. We're New Yorkers. Victor joins the guys for cards one night. They get to be close buddies. He wins a fish. Mm-hmm. He runs into Amelia again at Borders. They talk about Napoleon. And Josephine. Mm-hmm. Which was Napoleon's wife. Yes, there's a Frank Turner song about that. Well, because they had a great love and should be an example of how a woman cannot fix a man. <laughs> okay. Because they didn't so- have therapists then. Okay. <laughs> Not because, like, people should be exiled, but also people should go to therapy. That's people my brand. You're consistently on brand. I love it. I'm here for it. Frank is pissed off. 
he is pissed off that Victor is still here. People are doing a bet of when he's going to leave. There's this whole thing. So he's like, fucking put him in the detention center. I don't like him. I don't want to see his face roaming around. My interview is in a few days. He's hurting my toxic masculinity feelings. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes this guy. Nobody likes me. Everyone should <laughs> like me. Why? Me. Middle management scream. Then we have an emergency with this Russian guy who's gone suicidal because they are threatening to take away medication that he has brought into the country from Canada. Yeah, he's in like a layover in JFK. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Okay, he's not even importing any... Okay, okay. I understand why this is done, but he's not staying in the country, so they don't run a risk of like causing problems. It's like when you... like store all of these bad things that are supposedly bad things it just it creates problems in our own country it's like bringing cocaine into the country and just leaving it here no one's gonna leave the cocaine alone (laughs) this is america (laughs) well i don't understand like why we have to store things in these big huge giant warehouses nothing ever is done with them they're not like properly destroyed or, or anything. People are going to take cocaine that's held in a giant storage locker because nobody's going to notice that it's gone and mm-hmm. then sell it. And that just creates more drug problems in the in the United States. So if they're leaving the United States, we don't need to worry about them. Le- like, I don't know. I, I don't know. So this man has got some uh, medicines for his father. And they want to take him away. He's very upset about this because his father is dying. They're like of what ex- we can understand. experimental drugs, supposedly. Yeah. So they bring in Victor because they cannot get a translator in this fast because the guy literally has a, a knife to his throat. Which is so stupid because they are literally like right next door to the UN. So Victor negotiates for a green stamp. He wants, he'll go talk to the guy. And... um. Victor explains to him that they have to take away the drugs. Can't do it. Sorry, dude. And uh, so once that happens, the knife drops and then they jump the guy and start dragging him away. Victor speaks up. And he says, oh, no, uh, he said it was for a goat, not his father. They're, they're very similar words in, in my country, goat and, and father. This is definitely medicine for the goat. He really loves that goat. He's very emotional because he loves that Goat. Goat. Meh. Meh. Goat. And Tucci's like, why are you doing this, Victor? You've been reading the blue forms. <laughs> I love how angry he gets. He does. He plays angry so well. Yeah, I love that they just went with, we know exactly what you're doing. We're just going to follow along with it anyway, just because you said it. Yeah. But we know that you're lying. I mean, that's the compassion part of it. Tucci can't verify. Because he can't mm-hmm. figure out how to actually communicate with people properly and pay for an interpreter to like exist in JFK <laughs> or, you know, get on a phone call with mm-hmm. someone. It bothers this bothers me a lot, like the lack of interpretive services, because as I've mentioned before, my family includes members of the deaf community. And that's that's a thing that was kind of upsetting when my father-in-law was in the hospital and they didn't have an interpreter there with him. We, no one could communicate 
with him as he was dying. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's the kind of thing that is not supposed to happen in the richest country in the world. So mm-hmm. why, why is this happening? And that movie kind of, this movie touched on that a little bit. Like this, yeah. it's not just the government. It's just a problem with institutions in and of themselves. Um, We have a lot of problems where institutions are built to fail because they want to prove that this doesn't work because of politics and bureaucracy and red tape. And that's something that I think is not what America should stand for. I know that that's part of our history, but that's not what we're taught in school as little Mm -hmm. idealistic children who don't quite understand the world. So I think we should strive to be better and to, to treat people better and with more respect Mm -hmm. and just you know let people be people as long as it's not harming you or affecting you i think we should just all as as a people as a country should take a deep breath and practice some mindfulness frank does not do that (laughs) no frank is like the representation of like every terrible like micromanaging person he straight up threatens Victor, like pushes him against the copy machine and was just like, we're not getting out of this. You're terrible what you did. Blah, 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 blah. You're never leaving. You're never going into the U.S. ever. Ma. And that happened in front of, you know, his boss and the that uh, committee who was going to give him that lovely promotion. <laughs> I mean, they're still going to give him that lovely promotion, but he did just make a jackass of himself. The committee of all of the acronyms of every organization and government. So uh, Gupta, the janitor, hears about this and tells all the staff that Victor saved a man from death and that all the staff in the whole airport respect him. And even Frank's boss talks to Frank and being like, you can learn a lot about compassion from Victor. Like what he did was right. You got to think of people as people. Not just numbers on a spreadsheet. Well, it is time for our mid-episode break, as we promised. We are going to talk to our patrons really quick. We're going to do a fun episode of Cutaways Bad Film School. This is a little mini bonus podcast that you can only get on our Patreon, patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. Ashley and I are going to talk about dailies, what dailies are. Hey. And then we'll be right back to talk about the giveaway. Okay, guys, we are back. We were just talking with our patrons at our bad film school. A huge conversation about dailies. And actually, like, so much of what Ashley does for a living is on that episode now. She spilled her guts. It was messy. There was crying. No. Um, (laughs) No use crying over spilled dailies. (laughs) Ashley, it's hardcore is what I learned. But I knew that. So I didn't really learn it. (laughs) But as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a giveaway we're doing. Yay! Which I'm so excited. I've been talking to Carrie, who's a fan of the pod. Shout out. She's got this book that was released this June called Waiting for Tom Hanks. Which, how can you not love that title? How could you not? Let me read the description right now because you're going to want this. A rom-com obsessed romantic waiting for her perfect leading man learns that life doesn't always go according to a script in this delightfully charming and funny novel. 
Annie Cassidy dreams of being the next Nora Ephron. She spends her days writing screenplays, rewatching Sleepless in Seattle, and waiting for her perfect meet cute. If she could just find her own Tom Hanks, a man who's sweet, sensitive, and possibly owns a houseboat, her problems would disappear and her life would be perfect. But Tom Hanks is nowhere in sight. When a movie starts filming in her neighborhood and Annie gets a job on set, it seems like a sign. Then Annie meets the lead actor, Drew Danforth, a cocky prankster who couldn't be less like Tom Hanks if he tried. Their meet-cute is more of a meet-fail, but soon Annie finds herself sharing some classic rom-com moments with Drew. Her Tom Hanks can't be an actor who's leaving town in a matter of days, can he? Yes. Onset romance, something I know lots about. <laughs> I know nothing because I actively avoid set. <laughs> I am in the way and I have no desire to deal with that type of commotion. So, guys, you have a very short amount of time to be entered in this giveaway. What we need you to do is screenshot this episode that you're listening to right now. Take a screenshot with your phone. Tag us on social media with that picture. Me like, hey, what's up? Or you can screenshot your browser. You don't have to be listening to us on a phone. We understand. Like, totally. You could be listening to us off the website. You could take a picture of that. That's fine. Thecutaways.com. Yes. (laughs) Thecutaways.com. Tag us on social media. That is how you'll be entered into the giveaway. We will randomly draw one person, and we will send them a paperback copy of Carrie's book. Check your your DMs yes. if you are a winner. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to like announce it on the podcast and all that yes. stuff. But, like, also we will check contact you. We'll get your address. So don't need to send your address. We will contact you if you win. Okay? Yes. yes. We, yes. we won't be like collecting your data like Facebook. No. So you guys have very little time. You have through the end of November. I know it's short. But I believe in you. You can do you it. You can do this. We want to give this to you for Christmas <laughs> or whatever holiday. Whatever your holiday is. We love it. Carrie is so excited we're doing this. We're excited we're doing this. We're excited. Ah, oh, yes. Like Awesome. Duh, this book is awesome. Like even the yeah. cover. Just look at the cover. It's like totally it's so on cute. our brand. Come on. Come on. It's Come on. perfect for this podcast. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh, my goodness. Back to the terminal. We have Amelia, right? Yes. Speaking of meet cutes, the airport friends create a little meet cute for Amelia and Victor for her to fall into his lap. And he'd be like, oh, hey, I'm just sitting here in my Hugo Boss suit that I just bought. What, what, me? Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why don't we just go get some lunch? I know this great place. And they've made a restaurant. In the airport. That's right. It's a lovely date until both of their pagers are going off weird. It's like when you get like a you up text in the middle of a date. Mm. Not that that's ever happened to me because who would do that? Yeah, I'm like, who? (laughs) Besides me. You maybe, yeah. (laughs) You up. Not for that though. No, you, not you, for what you're thinking of. You would want to tell me about like a, a, a YouTube video or something that's happened on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you up? There's this really cute Netflix thing that's going to make you cry. Yeah, that's. Ex- I'm pretty sure that I've gotten that text. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Amelia is still in love with that guy. 
she is 39 years old. She has been doing this for seven years. Actually, she's like, I don't even know like how I got to here, but I'm here. This is what we're doing. She's addicted to that D. For reals. They throw their pagers away. For no reason whatsoever. For no reason. And then she's like, I'll be back in 13 days. And he's like, I'll be here. The government probably billed him for that. Just yeah. saying. We got to mention uh, Gupta's plate, plate spinning. spinning. Yes. Because it was like all of a sudden just revealed. Like, yes. The man has a gift. That's what he actually does. He's so good. It's him. It's all him. He's talented AF. Let's see. Oh, yes. The camera spies the kiss on the cheek. Bum, bum, the security camera. Not the, the security the, camera. Yeah. Sorry. I was confused for a second. I was like, wait. Yeah. The camera caught it because the camera was like cut that way to show. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about the security camera. Security camera. I am also so tired. Wake up. Uh-huh. Enrique gives Victor a ring to give to Officer Officer Torres. You know, some people think that in the movie, Enrique and Dolores never actually meet in person and that it's weird that they're getting engaged and meeting for the first time. No, I think that that's not true. We are not seeing their interactions because we're only seeing things via... Victor. Victor, except when we're seeing Frank. Yes, but Frank is our our antagonist so it makes sense Mm -hmm. that we are seeing him on his own yeah because he's isolating himself as well yeah but we never see any of the other characters like we never see enrique and dolores go on dates which we assume that they i assume that they do because it we don't know we're only seeing anything through victor's point of view because he's stuck in the airport and we never leave the airport until Mm -hmm. the end so it makes sense that time is stalled for him He's not included in that. So we can't, as an audience, we can't just like go along with another side character. I think it's it's not a giant leap to believe that they're going out on dates outside of the airport. At the end, it's not like she's surprised that it's him. Yeah. They do get married at the airport. Yes. Because that's where they met. And so Victor could be there. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Okay. So that 13 days later, Homeland Security collects Amelia she has a meeting with Frank. He's like, why why Victor? And she goes, you're not the type of guy who will ever understand why Victor. But yes, yes, Victor. No, Frank. Yes, Victor. <laughs> Frank, you suck. <laughs> That's what she's, she's like, well, you suck. And he okay. doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, bye. And, and he's like. And not like in the way that you're thinking, dirty minds. Dirty. <laughs> They show her where Victor's been living in the airport. Yes. Victor shows up there at his home because he has missed her coming in. And she's there and she's like, you lied to me. I thought you were... A contractor. Yep. I thought you lived somewhere. You live here. Which he didn't lie. He did not lie. He did say, I live at the airport. And she was like, ha 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 ha. Good one. (laughs) And then she's like, I came to tell you I broke up with him. And he's like, oh, I built you this fountain. That doesn't work. Now let me tell you the story of my dead father. And his love of jazz. He loved jazz. He, for 40 years, got the autographs of all the jazz musicians in New York in this photo, except for Benny Golston. And that's why I'm here. 
That's why I'm here. I'm not here to mess with you. I'm not here to mess with anybody. I just wanted to come here, get this signature, and get out. We're all waiting. I'm waiting. I wait for you, though, baby. Darling. Baby girl. I love you. <laughs> that should have, like, a, a very slow hand caress. Yes! Slow hand caress. Girl. Girl. I know. You know, I'm waiting for you. It's like a song interlude. Like a sexy song interlude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a boys to men song interlude. Exactly. <laughs> I wait for you all day. In this airport. And I love you. In your sensible heels. <laughs> Big kiss. And the fountain turns on. Next morning, the war is over. Croquesia is celebrating peace. Peace and Croquesia. Amelia comes back. She's got him a one-day visa. And he's like, why would you, you did this for me? That's so sweet. And she's like, well, my friend did it for me. And he's like, well, why did your friend do it for you? Well. Plot device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do ex machina. I really like that D. <laughs> Truthfully, this is the one thing I really don't like about this movie. Well, it doesn't. Okay. It, it really is like super coincidental that this one guy somehow works for the State Department. Mm-hmm. And is also dating a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a stretch for a man to cheat on his wife. Like, not a stretch. But it is a stretch for him to all of a sudden be part of the State Department and being able to approve visas. Yeah. And just like, just the previous day, she was all about Victor. Yeah. And then just goes back to the other guy. I don't know. Spielberg, why? Like- Spielberg, come on the podcast, explain. <laughs> Also, I want to talk about West Side Story. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> I don't think he's going to ruin it. I hope not. It's like the perfect movie musical of all time. I don't know. I, I trust him. I trust him and his emotions. So he's not going to end up with Amelia. No. Sad face. But he didn't need to. He didn't need to. Definitely not. So he got that one day visa. He goes to Officer Torres. She's so happy. She's ready to stamp with green stamp. But it needs to be signed by Frank. Now, Frank, feeling pretty good about himself because he's got his promotion, is like, hey, Victor, guess what? Your country's not at war anymore. Get the fuck out. Of mine. Yeah, get out of mine. You're going home. Here's your ticket passport. Putting you on a plane to Kokosia. <laughs> get the fuck out of my life. I'm Frank, played by the Tooch. <laughs> Accurate. Toochie gig, toochie gig, toochie gig. But he's like, no, 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 no. I go to New York City. I go to New York City now. And then Frank's like, oh, remember when I am a mustache twirling evil guy? I don't like this scenario so much. I'm going to threaten all of your friends. I'm going to fire them. I'm going to deport them. I'm going to put them in jail. Go back to your country. And he's like, fine. Don't do anything to them. I'll leave. His friends are very upset about this because they want victor to go outside it's what he came here to do that's all they want that's all the airport has been wanting for nine months that's right people nine months he is a baby an Mm -hmm. infant that's right he needs to be born into into the world (laughs) that's right (laughs) the layers on this (laughs) gupta is like you gotta do it coward and he's like i can't and he's like well I'm going to go fight a plane with my mop. Exactly. Gupta goes out there with his mop. Oh, because we haven't talked about his subplot. Gupta's a terrible backstory. Gupta's a murderer. 
Gupta's, he's not a murderer. He's an attempted murderer. Okay, he's a cop murderer, you know. Attempted a co- murderer. A cop stabber. A cop stabber. Where he's from, there bad things happened to him. He got threatened. He fought back. But then he had to flee. Came to America. And he's been trying to stay under the radar ever since. Right. Frank knows this. Frank's a dick. So Gupta's like, Victor, go. I'm going home. So Victor's like, yes, queen. Yes, queen. (laughs) Travels through the airport. A crowd starts gathering around him. Oh, my God. Victor's leaving. They're gifting him presents. Yes. Until he gets to the doors. And there's a whole line of security there. Led by our favorite security guy. Judge. Judge. First, they don't let him pass. But then Judge is like, hey, here's a coat. It's cold out there. Get out there, you crazy kid. Go see New York. Welcome to America. Bitch. (laughs) Frank is upset, going crazy. He breaks things in his little security tower of power. Mm -hmm. Tower of power. (laughs) Victor goes outside. It's the first time he's felt fresh air in nine months. The poor man. Snow on his face. It's beautiful. His skin needs it. He has been suffering from lack of vitamin D for a while. Hopefully somebody's been giving him vitamins. He calls a taxi. But at the same time, Amelia gets out of a different taxi. She gives him a smile. They're cool. They're cool with each other. Frank on the warpath runs outside, not able to stop him. The other security bros are like, do you want us to shut down all the exits? And he goes, guys, we got a plane at in China, another one over here. Let's get back to work. Has Frank learned his lesson? No. I think it's just somebody else's problem now. Truly somebody else's problem. I think that's all he wanted. This entire movie, all he wanted was it to be somebody else's problem. I think it's left up to your interpretation on whether or not he's learned anything. But once he left the airport, he has left like his jurisdiction. Yeah. So he literally cannot do anything unless he calls the cops. And calling the cops to JFK in the middle of winter just Mm -hmm. sounds like a bad idea. Just sounds more frustrating and problematic than it needs to be for one guy i don't think it was anything learned yeah for frank and victor he's got his visa he's got his passport he's legal he's free to roam here for a day that's what he does he goes to the ramada inn he goes to the lounge he meets benny listens to some jazz music gets the signature adds it to the peanut can Gets in the taxi the taxi's like where to mister as he does in his typical new yorker voice and Victor says, I am going home. The end! And then we get all the filmmakers' signatures for the credits. That I, I love it. I love that. It's such a nice little touch. Woo! All right. That was the movie, The Terminal. I think we covered more than we said we were going to. Probably. We left some things out. Check out the movie. Now, hashtag accurate. I think we talked about this earlier if the description of this on IMDb is accurate. I feel like it's accurate. It just doesn't uh, It doesn't have any of the pizzazz or, or anything like that. Like it needs an Eastern European tourist unexpectedly finds himself stuck in JFK airport uh, after his country leaves or after his country goes to war and leaves him stranded. Uh, leaves him without a uh, like country list. Yeah. I think that that's the thing that's missing for me. Yeah. And hijinks ensue. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hijinks ensue is always one I like to add. Yeah. It leaves him... He's left without a home. He makes a home. He makes a family. He makes friends. He learns English. He, he betters himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Oh, I do. He learns new skills. I mean, he has the option to come to America and find work. Yeah. Do you think that there is character growth? Oh, 100%. And I like that it's like it's not it's not in your face growth, but mm-hmm. because it's Tom Hanks, it's just like, oh, yeah, he's like he's better for it. He's he's completed what he set out to complete. He's done this thing for his father. He's he's completely bettered himself he's a completely different person i feel like from the end mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end he's more worldly yeah i think that's a good word for it i don't know why that that like kind of is like eh, it doesn't seem like the right word but yeah what do you think his biggest struggles were in the movie honestly i think it was being heard and also making sure that he was treated with you know, respect and that others around him were treated with respect. Mm, mm-hmm. That he he had value even though you couldn't understand, like even though wasn't understood from the get-go. Mm-hmm. He's someone who hasn't lost hope. I am dying of the heat of California. <laughs> yeah, what's up with it? We're always like Thanksgiving heat waves. <laughs> I think this year it feels worse because it keeps bouncing back. So it's just like, Hey, here you go. Here, you can have a little bit of, like, mm. some nice cool weather. Mm-hmm. But ha-ha, I'm taking it away. Here's another hot a heat wave. <laughs> okay, it's time to rate this movie. Yes. I'm rating this movie uh, three Burger King burgers. Aww. Delicious. Are they are they Whoppers from Burger King? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I used to always get a Whopper Junior. Yeah. Three delicious Burger King Whoppers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to rate this movie 3.5 condiment cracker sandwiches. Boom. Upgrade. <laughs> you went with the good food. I went with the homeless food. Uh, to me, none of it's good. <laughs> Valid. Actually, yeah, that's true. I don't even know where there's a Burger King near me, <laughs> actually. Ask Sam. He probably knows. <laughs> he knows all the Burger Kings in LA County. He does. And the Taco Bells. <laughs> anyway, Ashley, take it away. What do we got? Well, this week we have a review from the lovely Miranda from All Things Dreams podcast. Wonderful. Her review is entitled Super Entertaining. Five stars. This podcast is great. Lots of rom-coms to choose from, so there's probably a little something for everyone. The first one I tuned in for was Miranda, since the title was basically my name, except with the proper spelling. So I couldn't help but take a listen, and I'm glad I did, especially since Miranda was basically the villain. Ha ha! (laughs) They may not have an episode with your name, but they definitely do have fantastic content, and they aren't afraid to disagree with each other, which I love. Yay! If your name is Roxanne, we have an episode we for do that, have too. that. Yeah, yeah. We should just have a list of all of the, the episodes that are titled with women's names. Oh, Miss Annie Rooney. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, and we can't forget pal Joey. Oh, Joey. Annie Hall. Yeah, see, there's a ton. There's a ton. Jerry Maguire chasing Amy. You've forgotten. I've forgotten. Cousin Bet. All of it. All right, well, we have a bunch of shout-outs to get through, so I'm going to 
go through double speed. Ready? Yeah, yeah. We would like to shout out Jaslyn from the Up and Ten Club who listened to our Bridget Jones episode, even though it tortures her because she loves British movies. Sorry, Jaslyn, but we said what we said. Sunny from the Book of Lies podcast, who also listened to our Bridget Jones episode and felt stress about the California fires as well. Yeah, well, hopefully it rains soon. Uh, also showing us some love on Twitter are Two Girls on a Bench podcast, Casual Birder podcast, Bygones, the Allie McBeal podcast, Best Forever's podcast, Radaptations podcast, Mouse and Weens podcast, Nerdy Bitches podcast, Friends, You Don't Want to Watch Movies With podcast, and Fatalities podcast, like teas with that you drink. I love it. Most of these podcasts are in the Lady Pod Squad podcast community. Mm-hmm. So please check out our community hashtag as hashtag Lady Pod Squad to find out some awesome lady-led pods and get some lady voices in your ears. That's right. Next time on this podcast, we will be watching 2004's Garden State. Sam is going to be so excited. Yeah, and we have a guest. Oh, yeah, we have a guest. Well, if you like this podcast, please become a patron. You can support the Cutaways podcast at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast, where you will find uh, additional content as well as special goodies, gifts, and blogs, vlogs, and a secret special podcast that Justine also does with our good friend, honorary cutaway, Dan. Yeah, there's like 10 backlog episodes up there right now. Yes. Where we watched uh, rom-coms that we didn't cover on the Cutaways podcast. What did I miss? What did I miss? You can find all of this information and more at our website, thecutaways.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite pod catcher, like Overcast. Overcast. And tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. I don't know why I'm Harley Quinn all of a sudden. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go smash them. The Cutaways Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more information about this network as well as other podcasts that you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Woo! Happy to be a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. FPS. No. FPN. 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 I love it. I love it. Okay. We got to go. But it was great talking again. About the terminal. About the terminal. Again. 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 Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I did. I hope Tom Hanks comes down your chimney and <laughs> brings you some turkey. I feel like he wouldn't do that. I feel like that violates some like code of him. I feel like he would knock on your front door and be like, hey, I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> like He would be so nice about it. And I hope that you, on this treasured holiday of Thanksgiving, that you can spread some kindness and joy to those that you love. Aw, that's what it's all about. Aw, thank you. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us in the Blanket Fort. This time, we will see you next time. Bye! Hey everyone, we're here to tell you about our podcast, Resolved Mysteries. We're a podcast that is equal parts friendship, nostalgia, and research on unsolved stories. Resolved Mysteries podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show, Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack, and provides the most recent updates on each segment. 
We are three friends who have a love for true crime, the unsolved, and justice. The stories we cover range from the very silly to the truly heartbreaking. We provide in-depth research that will have you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolve Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. mystery.